baseball, 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 baseball is coming back. Yeah, yeah, it's only 60 games, but I don't care. I'm going to take anything I can get right now. I just want to see some dudes hit some baseballs. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, Cam Newton's got a new team and you're not going to like it. Jamal Adams and the Jets are screwing things up yet again. And baseball's back. We got to talk about all that fun jizzy jazz, my friends. So stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. And welcome, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the show, welcome. You know, I say it every week, but I love having new people. So I'm very glad you're here. You know, we take all the sports and news and information from the previous week and give you some insight on the next week, month, year, whatever. If you like what you hear, you can find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago. That's me. Or you can email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Now, uh, friends at home, you may be noticing some extra boxes and bags and whatnot besides me. Uh, yeah, we're packing up. Hannah and I are moving to a new place. We've been in this one now for two years, which is pretty crazy because I we've basically been here for the majority of, of this podcast being around. So there's going to be a new setting, new background. Ooh, it's going to be fun and exciting. It's it's all right. You'll, you'll like it. You'll grow to love it, as I will. <laughs> was that weird? Yeah, I'm sure it was. Okay. Uh, I had a good weekend. What did I do? I went up to see my... Um, uh, see my, my family up in, uh, Albany or the, the Albany area. My wife's family's from up there. So, uh, we got to hang out, see some people we haven't seen in a very long time. Thanks to this COVID thing. And, uh, I'm happy, happy to say that I did not bring anything back with me. <coughs> oh God. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Let's talk some sports here. The new England Patriots signed Cam Newton. Yeah. Drink that in for a second here. The Patriots and Cam Newton together. One-year deal, very incentive-laden. Listen, here's the deal. Yes, Cam Newton's a a big name. And yes, the Patriots have a tendency to dust off these old fossils or, or these, these players that have uh, uh, had some issues in their past and turn them into stars again, give them a second wind in their career. This is a typical typical Patriots thing to do. In fact, I'm surprised it took so long for them to do something like this. But really, there wasn't much of a market for Cam Newton. Now, I would have been, I would have thought they'd go for Jameis Winston, to be honest. But, you know, Newton's 31 years old. Uh, He's had, when he's healthy at least, you know, 3,000 passing yards and 300 rushing yards each season from 2011 to 2018. You know, he's a previous MVP. Um, and he threw a career-high 35 touchdowns that year. Panthers went 15-1 and to the Super Bowl that season. When he's on, Cam Newton is on. He just 
hasn't really been on or healthy the last few years. So maybe this will be a turnaround. Maybe he doesn't even start. You know, they still have Stinham, who they're anticipating being the starter, or at least they were. So it's interesting to see. Um, obviously, this doesn't automatically make the Patriots a Super Bowl favorite again. Um, a, a, you know, maybe maybe they have a better chance to win the uh, AFC East with with Newton around. They're still a team that won it last year. So there's a real possibility there. And, and you know what? While we're on the NFC East, oh, the Jets. You got a generational talent in Jamal Adams. What was a guy like 25 years old? He's a pro ball player. He is literally everything you want. And yet you can't get a deal together for this guy. Just pay the man and move on. You know the Johnsons have the money. Just pay the man. Pay whatever ridiculous taxes you have to pay and keep him on your team. Because this is a team that's trying to build for the future. <clears throat> All right, enough, enough of my rantings. Uh, the real news here, though, is that the Jets are seriously considering trading him. And he really wants to go to the Cowboys. <laughs> the one team nobody else in America wants the dude to go to. That's where he wants to go, of course, because he knows those Cowboys are going to pay. They're already going to shell out big money for uh, Dak Prescott, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. They're they're going to they're going to pay this man, or at least that's what he thinks. Anyway, um, so what do the Jets want? Obviously, they want a first rounder. They're asking for a first rounder, a third rounder, and with the Cowboys, they may also ask for. An offensive lineman. I believe uh, Lyle Collins was kicked around a little bit, um, which would certainly make the offensive line a little scary. Mackay Beckham and Collins together is really going to protect Darnold. So if they can turn this into something they need, plus that first-round pick, all right, maybe uh, maybe we'll get something good out of this. I mean, you know the Cowboys are building something right now to last, which is a little scary because nobody wants that to happen. Um, but a lot can change. There are a lot of other teams that want Jamal Adams, and a lot of those teams may be more willing to pay at least the Jets for his services this year. All right, Colin Kaepernick, another another uh, quarterback gone awry. So Cap uh, is still waiting to be signed. There are a lot of teams circling, apparently. Um... There aren't a lot of starting opportunities for him, but I think if he could play a role like Teddy Bridgewater and, and be a, a really highly talented backup or, or something like that, then I'll, I'll, I'm all for it. You know, um, I'm sure any team that signs Kaepernick, their jerseys sales are going to go through the roof. So to me, it's a no-brainer to have this guy sit on your bench as your second, third-string guy. Again, he hasn't played in the league for years, and his last two seasons he was basically he was uh, benched. So he really hasn't been an NFL starter in probably five years and hasn't played the game in four years. So I wouldn't imagine he'd be you know, going right off the bat and starting on a team, but second or third string guy, sell a lot of jerseys. I bet a lot of teams would be interested in that. The NFL is canceling the Hall of Fame game. Usually it's the first preseason game in August, about a week before all the other games start. Uh, this year, I believe it would have been the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cowboys. Um, it was going to be played on August 8th, and uh, their training camps were meant to begin July 28th. Eighth, but uh, 
Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. So the NFL hasn't really said anything yet about whether or not they're playing games. I think they're fully anticipating to to play, to train, all of that stuff. But they're going to have to be pretty darn careful. I think the if, if any of the sports leagues really has this COVID thing right, it's the NBA, where you just have everybody in one little center. Within the first few weeks, most of those teams are gone, and you only have a select couple left. I think that's the way to do it. Uh, but we'll get to basketball, the NBA, all that in a moment. Baseball is coming back. I'm super pumped for this. Uh, you know, a 60-game season is going to benefit certain teams. I like to look at the New York Mets, who always start off the season really good, and then a few people get injured and they get terrible. It's typical Mets fashion. Uh, they, I, I could see them being competitive. The problem is you have a lot of competitive teams in the East, and because of geographical location, it's more likely those teams are going to be play each other. We don't have a schedule yet. We know the Yankees and Nationals will play on Ultimate Day. Whoop-de-doo, Basil. Um, but think about all those Eastern teams. You have the Yankees, the Red Sox, you have the Rays, who were competitive last year, uh, plus you have the Nationals, the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies. That's seven teams on the East Coast that are all competitive and going to be playing each other more than they normally would. Obviously, you know, uh, the NF, the NL East and the AL East teams would be playing each other more, but now all two, there's you're going to have a lot of interleague play that we wouldn't normally have. And all of that is really just to um, prevent as much travel as possible from some of these teams. So, baseball... Uh, I think it's going to be exciting. I think the Dodgers are still your runaway favorites in the regular season. Uh, and, and the reason I say that, I mean, look at last year. And I think the last two years, the Dodgers dominated the entire first half and went into the All-Star break with a ridiculous lead. Or at least they, they stayed in first place the whole time. I think they there was at one... Was it last year or two years ago they, they were booted into second place going into the all-star game. Either way, um, I think the Dodgers are going to be the team to beat. The Yankees are definitely up there. The Nationals lost some pieces. Uh, I know they're the defending champs, um, but everybody seems to be pointing to Los Angeles and New York. And uh, I think a shortened season could benefit both of those squads too. So we'll see what happens there. The NHL uh, had their little lottery today, and there was a very interesting rule that everybody learned about. So, the way the lottery works usually is the bottom, the the bottom tw- uh, sixteen teams, the teams that don't get into the playoffs. Um, those there are seventeen teams. I'm sorry, those teams get into get their names thrown into a hat or or whatever a lottery system and there's a per certain percentage that each team will get picked as number 1. So for example, if you were the worst team, uh let's go with the Detroit Red Wings, right? If you were the worst team, then you have the highest chance of the number 1 pick. Now the NHL has been toying with changing the lottery system up a little bit here and there. We've we've definitely heard some rumors about how that this would work this year. Anyway, uh the big surprise though is that the team with the first round pick is actually going to be picked from the teams that lose in the qualifying round of the playoffs. I know that is confusing. (laughs) Okay, so let's see if we can explain this. 12 teams in each conference will make the playoffs. 12 teams. 
the top four play in a round robin to determine what their seeding is. The bottom eight teams play each other. Winner moves on. If you lose, even though you made the playoffs, if you lose, you are then put into a lottery to determine if you get the number one overall pick. So you could be a team like the Penguins. Let's just say, for argument's sake, the Penguins could end up with the number one overall pick if they somehow lose to the Canadians. It, I don't know. That is just really heartbreaking. <laughs> when you have teams like the Kings, the Senators, Red Wings, Ducks, Devils, Sabres, who need... I mean, those teams, you want them to be competitive. They need a good pick. And it could fall to a, to a perennial contender. You know? It's just a we, it's weird. It's definitely weird. Um, maybe some of those teams would have liked to know this earlier in the season. So... I think the order right now is actually the order I was just saying. The Kings would be second, uh, the Senators third, Red Wings fourth, Senators again at fifth, uh, then the Ducks, Devils, and Sabres. Um, Just really, I don't know. It's just really weird. Uh, So we're just going to have to wait to find out who the number one overall pick is. All right, NBA. Uh, the NBA announced plans to allow players, instead of their names, to wear social justice messages on their jerseys. So, um, you know, if somebody wants to put Black Lives Matter, um, somebody wants to support LGBTQA+, I really hope I said that right, because I, I do struggle with that one. Um, if somebody wants to put that some supportive quote or something on their jersey... They can. It's kind of a cool idea. You know, I have a hard time remembering everybody's numbers. And if I can't see your face, I'm not going to know who the heck you are out there. But it doesn't matter because you can have a quote. I think this was part of the NBA's way of saying keeping the. uh, Oh, how do I say this? We had this story two weeks ago where Kyrie was saying they should cancel the season because it's going to take away from the Black Lives Matter movement. This is the NBA saying, well, let's continue with the Black Lives Matter movement and also continue having a season. Um, so hopefully it, it hopefully it works, you know. I, you know, I'm picturing, and this is really meant to be a joke, but, but some white dude walking out there with some like a really racist like phrase on his back. Like, is somebody monitoring these? Are we going to see, like, F-bombs flying or, or something? Someone's going to walk out with, like, a neo-Nazi swastika on his uh, shoulder here. These are all jokes, people. I don't seriously mean this. I just think it would be very f- funny to see somebody do something so stupid. Okay? Don't don't sue me. Don't make me make an apology on Twitter in three months. Uh, you know, despite all the spikes in coronavirus, uh, the China virus, I'm sorry, throughout the country, uh, the NBA is still very comfortable with their Orlando Disney plan. All the teams playing in one place. I, I just talked about this. And again, I think that's the better plan. You know, the NFL and the MLB are going to play like business as normal. NHL at least has two hub cities. So that's a thing. Um... But the NBA, everybody in one one spot, one arena, one hotel, I like it. I'm just curious. Uh, 
how do you keep these players separated from their family for so long? I mean, we already saw what quarantine did to... Oh, sorry, Whitey Ford. <laughs> for those who cannot watch me because you're listening to the podcast, I just hit Whitey Ford here with my hands. This is what happens I get too emotional, or I get too Italian, and I use my hands everywhere I talk. All right, um, I don't even remember what my thought was. Either way, it's a great idea. Have everybody together. Quarantine. We already saw what quarantine did to everybody who's been staying at home, uh, who can't see their families. Now you're going to put a bunch of these dudes in this little NBA bubble. I think somebody somebody had to step down because his wife is pregnant. There's a few people who are saying, like, nah, I'm going to sit this one out. Nobody big yet. And listen, I'm not counting KD and Kyrie as somebody big. The only reason that they're not playing is because of injury, despite what they tell you. That is the only reason they're not playing. Uh, There is one other guy who will not be playing. Vince Carter has made his retirement official 22 years in the league. He's 43 years old. He has appeared in four decades. Vince Carter, man. Congratulations to Vince on a well-played career. Uh, It was very exciting to watch him play from the times of Michael Jordan to Kobe to LeBron. He's been around the block quite a bit. So, uh, oh, oh, I hear the nightly fireworks because it's Philadelphia and we got to run fireworks every gosh darn night. Sorry, I'm digressing here. Oh, happy Sunday, friends. All right. Over the past few weeks, we have been uh, breaking down some of the top plays in sports history. That tradition continues right now. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the greatest moments in sports history. This week, we're talking about a very special moment to our friends in the city of Philadelphia. In the 2018 NFL season, the Philadelphia Eagles looked like they were poised for greatness. They were 12-2 going into a matchup against the Giants, and starting was their backup quarterback, Nick Foles. So their starter had gone down uh, a week before. Nick Foles who initially was drafted by the Eagles and then traded away for Sam Bradford years earlier, came back to the team and entered the game against the Rams on December 10th. Foles shockingly led the Eagles past the Giants and the Raiders. However, they did lose to the Cowboys in the final game of the season, 6-0. Nonetheless, the Eagles punched their ticket to the divisional round. They beat the Falcons 15-10, and in the conference championships beat the Vikings 38-7 for a matchup against the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. The game was held on February 4th, 2018. This was a very interesting game. Both teams, the Eagles and the Patriots, were going tit for tat. Every time one would score, the other one would catch up. In the second quarter, the Patriots attempted a trick play with quarterback Tom Brady running the pattern as a receiver. The ball was thrown by Danny Amendola, but slipped right through Brady's hands. And the drive ended after the next play. Eagles took possession. Later on, a very interesting play went down, involving Corey Clement, Trey Burton, and Nick Foles. It was fourth down in goal. Foles lined up in the shotgun formation, but moved to the right side of the offensive line, just behind Lane Johnson. Foles stayed on that side, and the ball was snapped to Corey Clement. Clement then ran and flipped the ball to Trey Burton, who completed a reverse to the right side of the field. Burton threw the ball to Foles, who ran right to the corner of the end zone, and made the catch for the Philadelphia touchdown. 
They got the extra point, and the Eagles went up 22-12 to and then maintained that score into halftime. This play is one of the most interesting uh, that I've seen, and, and probably one of the most interesting in recent memory. The story of the Philly special is almost unbelievable. The backup quarterback, the, the guy who was drafted by this team, somehow willing his way to five victories for the Philadelphia Eagles, getting them to the Super Bowl against arguably, arguably the greatest team of all time. I know it hurts me to say that about the Patriots, but it was true. And then to win that game 41-33, to winning the Eagles' first ever championship, or at least their first Super Bowl. It was their first championship in 57 years. It could be the gutsiest play call in Super Bowl history. In fact, really, if, if, you, if you look at how NFL Films described the play, they called it a play that the Eagles had never called before, run on fourth down by an undrafted rookie running back, pitching the football to a third-string tight end who had never attempted an NFL pass before, throwing to a backup quarterback who never caught an NFL or college pass before, pulled off on the biggest stage for football. That is unbelievable. And quite fun to watch over and over and over. And that, my friends, is the story of the Philly special. In our next edition, we'll be talking about the coldest game in NFL history. That'll be number 23rd on our list of the 25 greatest moments in sports history. You'll have to stay tuned and listen to Sports 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 with Nick Drago next week to find out more. And with that, friends, we are going to say good night. Special thanks, as usual, to Johanna Drago. She is the content editor, logo designer, and set designer of this podcast. The song you hear, music you hear is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Also, special thanks to my social media warriors, Gary and Mary Kay Albert. Welcome back to the great state of New York. Uh, and, and hopefully... Uh, Hopefully it's it's warm enough. I know it's not Florida warm, but hopefully it's it's warm enough that uh, that you guys don't freeze up here. Uh, who else? Who else do I have to thank? Joe Calabro. He always listens in, and and Jorge Pajares. They they listen in sometimes too. So that's always fun. I, I like it. If you if you have things you want to say to me, email me sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I will literally say whatever you put in there. I'll say it on the air. Not only that. But you could tell me I'm an asshole, and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. You could send me whatever you want. If you want me to talk about stuff, if you want me to uh, to uh, read your random message of love, sure, don't care. Love it. And with that, you can find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago. Remember to tweet at me and email me and gmail me and email me that's a thing right uh and like share comment twitter all that stuff yeehaw i'm tired guys it's been a week i'm ready to just like lay down get some shut eye and then fourth of july weekend and then i move into a house so like weird all right friends see you next week have a wonderful sunderful day that was strange that's okay good night